Hey everybody, it's Brandon from the Box Office Bomb Squad. And if you're like me, I know that you like to own a little bit of the movies that we uh, so nicely talk about here. Go to Iggy'sPopShop.com. There's a link in our description. That's our affiliate link. If you use that and the code SUMMERFUN, all caps with the space, you'll get a cool discount. Go there, buy stuff, nerd out, and let us know what you got. Thanks, guys. Jesse and we're the box office bomb squad. This is where we'll be breaking down some of the biggest bombs to ever hit theaters. And today's bomb is pixels. Let, let the nerds take over. What was that, sir? Let the nerds take over. Let the nerds take over. So this is an interesting one. As far as the bomb aspect of it goes, uh, it had an enormous budget, uh, but in America, it only made $16 million. Wow. The issue is it actually didn't fail because its overseas like earnings were just absolutely insane. So this movie went from a enormous local failure to an actual somewhat of a success overseas, but – in the grand scheme of things, still considered a bomb because it will never get any sequels made that they had planned or anything like that. So this is going to be one of the few bombs we do that actually technically made money. So anyway, there's plenty of things wrong with it. It's not like it's, uh, it gets away. I mean, $16 million on a budget this big is a terrible amount of money to make. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> I'm laughing because I have a feeling that we're going to have some very interesting conversations. <clears throat> well, I mean, at least someone's laughing here. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, where do we start? I can't wait. I, I have a feeling you know where I'm going to fall on this movie. Well, I, I definitely know where you're going to fall because after I watched it, I had a, a certain feeling and it's a feeling I know <laughs> – where that what that means so we'll start with this this film was based on uh patrick john's video game video game theme short pixels it was on youtube uh where just like pixelated stuff's attacking uh a, a, ma- a major city you know uh so where do I, I i'm not sure where to start with this the short was pretty popular it got greenlit very quickly. It got Adam Sandler on very fast, which is crazy because at the time, uh, this was right in the middle of his string of just failure after failure where studios were like tired of working with him. And it was kind of an interesting spot for him to be in because he was still getting as much budget as he wanted to do whatever he wanted. And we see his friends show up in this just like any other time. Uh, no Rob Schneider, which uh, is a shocker. Yeah, especially because a man of color does show up, an Indian man, and I'm shocked they didn't just have Rob Schneider and brown face. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they love doing that. Yeah, but that's true. Uh, man, oh man, I, I don't know where to go with this film on a broader topic. So I'm just going to start talking about the movie. Just dive right in. 
Uh, right at the beginning, we start in the past. We see young Adam Sandler. Uh, great casting on young Adam Sandler, by the way. Kid yeah. looked a lot like young Adam Sandler. Uh, good casting on young uh, uh, Eddie Plant. You know, Bioblaster. Now, the voice that he decided <laughs> oh to choose for this character made no sense. Because at times, <laughs> I'm like, oh, he's just trying to hide his accent. But then I go, wait a minute. He doesn't have an accent. He's not British. No. no. He's an See, American. I honestly, I think what it is, uh, is that... Is he's done the accent so long he can't get rid of it? No. Because he says not, Brenna. He's trying to be... He's a kid trying to be cool. So he's but doing I'm that. Because you can tell so, it's fake and forced. I and Yeah, it's super forced. The kid worse so than him as an adult, obviously, because the kid actor had done not much at all. Uh, but even saying that, like, it sounded like a British actor going over the top with a weird accent to hide his accent. And a lot of people go, oh, I guess he's British. But he's not British. He makes a British accent for Game of Thrones. He's yeah. an American actor. Which makes me even more confused on this weird voice because he slips into a British accent so often. He says Brenna when he says Brenner. And it, it's like – I'm like, what is going on here? What – does he talk in that voice so often that he can't not talk in that voice now? It – the I, I got to say this. I First of all, I love Peter Dinklage and I really have seen oh, a yeah. lot of things that he's in that are just fantastic films. I don't know what the hell he's doing here, and this is the second movie I saw this in Knights of Badassdom where <laughs> oh, I'm just like, what are you doing, man? Like, I feel like you're higher quality than this. Um, credit where credit's due. The movie never makes an easy joke out of his uh, dwarfism. They actually don't mention it whatsoever. I found that Not actually refreshing. Yeah. That's something that oftentimes if someone is – and he's always been – uh, a butt of those jokes. I mean, even Elf, which I love that film, but Elf's got a problematic part where he keeps calling him, and you know, he keeps calling him an elf, and it pisses him off. But like, uh, I, he is just so bad in this. And here's another thing: Josh Gad, who has shown that he can be phenomenal, who is a very good actor at some points. I don't know what he's doing in this movie, man. He's terrible in this. He he yells like every other line at the top of his lungs and he thinks that means it's funny and it's like that's not funny. It doesn't work. Uh, he does single-handedly have the funniest bit in the film, which is <laughs> him getting out of the back of a truck. When all the Marines are hopping out of the back of the, the covered <laughs> truck and then he walks up to the edge and the Marine picks him up out of it like a child and carries him away with his ass cracking out. I legitimately laughed. I thought that was actually quite funny. And Peter Dinklage has, in my opinion, the second funniest part of it, which is after they get their – no, it's technically the second trophy. But after they get the trophy of Qbert, uh, he, he he goes, oh, it's Qbert. And then Peter Dinklage goes, can I kill it? And the way he <laughs> says can I kill it is actually really funny. <laughs> he did a really good job with that. And I was like, oh, that's actually pretty funny. Um, but that being said, like, of course, Adam Sandler phoned it in. His character always looks sleepy and tired and like he's never quite awake for anything. Kevin James does what Kevin James does in these films, which I've watched a few serious films with Kevin James in them. So I know he actually does have some talent. 
but I know that there's a audience for this. Kevin James is clumsy, so he's going to spill something or do something goofy, and we're going to laugh at him. I know there's an audience for that, so he he plays it up. Just like Will Ferrell can be quite funny, but he plays up the I'm going to scream and be a man-child thing because that is what the audience wants. That's where the money is. Um I implore you to look into some of these comedians' deeper stuff to see if they're actually decent. And you'll see the difference between someone like Sandler, who who has real talent after watching Uncut Gems, and I'm like, oh, he actually is good in this. And then other actors like uh, like actually Rob Schneider, who even in his serious roles and stuff, I just don't find very good. So anyway <laughs> – the the whole movie is based on this small group that I just talked about and Michelle Monaghan who is like gorgeous and would never you know be with Adam Sandler but whatever uh, and also a complete waste of Jane Krakowski for the president's wife she like has like six lines in the whole film and yeah, she's like one of the funniest characters in Thirty Rock felt like that was just a huge waste for so. Sure. We'll get down to so the, that's that's the cast. That's who we're dealing with. Let's talk about the film itself. What issues we had, things like that. Um, first off, why the fuck were they paying to play in a video game competition? Just so you could have the cool one shot of a quarter going into a machine. But but we saw them playing together earlier. Whenever Kevin James stole a hundred dollars of quarters from his sister it's arcade man it you just gotta have quarters of machines <laughs> gotta have that just, quarter boop, that slot uh, and the, the sound of the galaga behind you um i was gonna say for your uh, your character comments um in my mind fire blaster um dinklage if he plays it the way i feel he's trying to play it he actually gets it relatively spot on it's it's a badly written character in general but he is a kid acting cool, an adult acting like a cool kid. Well, I mean, he, he's definitely got like trailer park energy. Yeah, big time. So that's that's the way I look at that character, and the way that I find myself to forgive Peter Dinklage for acting that part. What's funny is he's sort of based on Billy Mitchell, that the King of Kong guy who ended yeah. up finding out that he was cheating and stuff. So like. The character is pretty despicable. Uh, he does have oh, a redeeming yeah. arc. Um, the redeeming arc of it is that he's like, yeah, I need to prove that I can do it without cheating. And I always wondered like, if Billy Mitchell saw this and was like, yeah, that's okay. I, this is fine. Or if he was like, geez, they, these guys really made me out to be a real douchebag. So I don't know. Yeah. Mm. And then with Gad, I, I excuse most of what he does because he is clearly highly unstable. Oh, he's a, he's an insane man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the very beginning we 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 learn first of all we don't know what happened to his parents. We learn he's not all there. He's a weird conspiracy kid. Uh, young Josh Gad, by the way, also great casting for the uh, kid acting oh, yeah. in this. The kids in this film, <laughs> yeah, dead on man. Even the little redhead kid that's our like our uh, it's the female lead son. He's good. He's actually good. He has some funny lines in it. Uh, I gotta say the kid acting is solid in this. Uh, the acting once you get to an adult, it gets a little <laughs> worse. Uh, it's just like a lot of people just aren't trying, and there's a lot of weird holes that happen. Like they're like, "Oh, it's top secret, it's top secret," but the president brings his just weird loser friend. The loser yeah. friend brings an insane guy. 
the lady yeah. brings her kid, and it's like all these people are just allowed in. They don't ever stop any of them. If if Adam Sandler's character Brenner, Brenner. Uh, would have walked into that top secret meeting while the president was there. He would be a stain on the carpet, like, yeah. and not well, the carpet in the room. I will say the Secret Service <laughs> knew who he was, right? Because yeah. he, he knew him by name. He knew Freddie by name. So maybe the Secret Service gives him a little bit of leeway. But they're not going to let him walk into the room during the meeting. Yeah, or you're another not- thing, they're not going to have the door fucking wide open while they're yeah. discussing an alien invasion. I mean, the wall says Mike off top secret. Yeah. That means that there is no recording going on and it is a top secret meeting. No, yeah, like you said, You're door not is to have not. Cell phones in those, and that's, in they those called rooms. it the situation room. So it's clearly a room that this, the top secret shit happens in. You, you can't just walk in. It doesn't matter who you are, unless you're the president. You're not just walking in that room. By the way, always for, uh, uh, What's his name? Brian Cox playing like oh God. grumpy I top love, brass. I love Brian he, he Cox plays so much. Gr- grumpy top brass all the time. Always knocks it out of the park. I'm gonna pistol whip the next guy who says shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> Even in this one, he has some he has some solid lines. Would you yeah. shut up for five minutes? <laughs> like, that was funny to me. I laughed at that. Really, that was like that was like, pretty good. It was pretty good. And then when he's like, well, he's like, oh my god, Bomb Gallagher. Like, who's, who's Galaga? Like, uh, the yelling bomb Galaga. And then when the guy goes, we should be thinking maybe a uh, corporation, maybe Google. He's like, all right, bomb, bomb, yeah. Google. I was like, man, Brian Cox is really trying his hardest to like own this role. And uh, they cut him out. He kind of just disappears halfway through the film and shows up for uh, a pretty decent little line where he is like, oh, well, I don't know what's worse than succeeding or them failing. But he just kind of fades away, even though he seems like he is kind of a secondary villain character for them for a minute. And it gets replaced with Peter Dinklage's Eddie Plant. And I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. Uh, speaking of military guys, Sean Bean is in this movie. Uh, and he doesn't just, die. He does not die. He's yes. only there for a few minutes. He just plays a tough-ass <laughs> British like special services. He – Yells at him, if it's a beer commercial, if I say it's a beer commercial, it's a goddamn beer commercial. I thought that was funny. I was like, why is Sean Bean here for a cameo role? Nick Swartzen shows up for a cameo role. Uh, He's the one who tells us it's Pac-Man. There are a lot of little bits in here. Uh, Let's see. So uh, where do we go? Where do we go? Where do we go? So at the – on the um, arcade competition, mm-hmm. uh, one of the points I wanted I wanted Dan to Aykroyd touch on doing a cameo role there. Oh yeah, yeah. The the one time you see Aykroyd, but you see his vodka later. But his vodka shows up. I don't yeah. miss that. <laughs> his vodka shows up the bar. I go. That was why he it is. This film. It is good vodka though. In all fairness, I have I've one. had it. I, I mean, of course, I bought one. I'm a fucking yeah. nerd. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, okay, um, yeah. I want, I want the bottle. <laughs> Exactly. My friend's so, mom also bought the shotgun from that company you can buy. It's like a big-ass shotgun filled with vodka. <laughs> nice. So the one thing um, I want to touch on, uh, I I don't know of too many – number one, too, the, the deciding game in that competition was Donkey Kong. They got the Donkey Kong, Fire Blaster and Brenner. Yes. Um, I don't know of that many cheat codes 
for Donkey Kong. I, I like the old retro games that I don't know too many that would help you in that situation. Number one, number two, putting them in in front of a crowd full of people would be difficult. Yeah. Um, well, number three, putting them in like it, like you're being watched by officials. I would imagine. Yeah. Right. So like, wouldn't they notice something's up? I don't know. That was weird to me. And he barely won, even with cheat codes. So it's like, oh, come on. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't know about a cheat code for like Pac Man or Donkey Kong that like is there, uh, but they obviously. I mean, cheat codes are definitely a thing that came once like systems, once home systems became a thing. Sure, and I know the Konami code existed, blah blah blah. But I, I, I didn't do the research. I'll admit, I didn't do the research to look to see if there are actually cheat codes for like Atari era arcade cabinet games but that was weird to me I'll, I'll you're right it was weird that like cheat codes was the thing about this it also bothers me because let's say there are cheat codes let's say they're cheat codes for these cabinets and they exist and uh okay. fire blaster use them to abuse and win he then uses them in real life <laughs> yeah but i don't get how like how did he yeah. use them I mean, there. Okay, so there was a there was a Pac Man cheat code, by the way, for Super Speed. There were a couple, but Super Speed is the one they mentioned, and that is a cheat code that existed in the arcade. And yeah, you're right. How you putting that in in real life? How's that work? I mean, I guess we're fighting light based arcade monsters, but still. But they're in cars. Like, and also, yeah. where did the fuck did they get these amazing driving skills from? They're just fucking yeah. video game players. They're not. They're not professional. All, all of them, and and old Japanese man are all going to be professional drivers. Dude, now I've played Forza. Okay, oh, yeah, I can drive the shit out of a car. All right, all right. Just, just saying. I drive a minivan, like Evil Knievel. Not really. I drive like a ninety-year-old woman. But I, I also drive a minivan. It's called, <laughs> called Vandolph the White, though. So. That's fantastic. <laughs> is it actually white? Yes, it is white. Yeah. Okay, mine's white too. Nice. I need to find a name for mine now. Damn. Right. I stole. I stuck Vandolph already. Yeah, you did. That it's on the back. Snatched it, it right out away. from under me. Um, so the game they used to decide number one. Nobody seems to know that Fire Blaster won until he says that he won, which is weird. You would think you know, they it's would a competition, know that. Competition. You would think there would be like scores. <laughs> yeah. Right. And number two, if I remember correctly, and I did a little bit of research on this, not a whole lot, a little bit, could be wrong. Donkey Kong just ends yeah, at just level stops. 22. It, it, do, it doesn't you, actually yeah. like have game over come across mm-hmm. the screen. I've, I've obviously never beat Donkey Kong. I'm not that, I don't have that skill level, but I do know that the game just goes to like a the end black screen. We don't get like a cool yeah. graphic or anything. Yeah. See, and I watched, I watched some YouTube videos of people be, I, I obviously cannot beat Donkey Kong. I am a gamer, but a bad one. Uh, but I watched some YouTube videos of people beating Donkey Kong, and I'm like, eh, that, uh, that shouldn't happen. Um, so I, I don't know. That that whole competition was well. The, I get the years wrong too. Like the uh, interview we saw with Madonna was she's wearing the outfit she wore on the cover of the album from 1982, but that that interview wasn't from 1982. It was from later on. Uh, Duck Hunt is from like 84, 85, that, not from 82. So why Duck Hunt yeah. was a prize doesn't make any sense. Uh, like there's – yeah, and I'm I'm Duck Hunt. We are specifying 
Duck yes. Hunt. Duck Hunt. <laughs> the dumbass little dog that you don't try and shoot every time. Do not say the name of that game quickly or without diction. Yes. <laughs> so Brenner is a real fucking loser, man. This guy thinks that a video game competition he lost at 12 years old right. is the uh, end of his life. Past his one chance. If you would have just moved on from that one chance, if you would have taken your genius and put it somewhere else. We never see anything in this entire movie that makes him a genius. No. Nothing. He can put together audiovisual equipment. I did that for years. Exactly. Everybody can do that. I'm sorry. You just can. Also, he's like centipede. He's like, aim for the head. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's the rules of the game. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I get that he sees the patterns or whatever, and so it makes him good. But we never see him use the patterns for an advantage. He no. runs after one that goes rogue. That's not part of the game. There's no pattern there. Uh, when he's fighting the Mega Man thing, all he does is count to ten. That's not a pattern. He just yeah, knows Pac-Man? that it has ten seconds. In, yeah, exactly. And like, this is, uh. You know, like when he's shooting, when him and Josh Gad are shooting at the centipedes, my thought process is, you know, the, uh, the the military, regardless if these are light guns and light creatures or not, the military is full to the brim with people who are not only good at but have been trained to shoot. Well, so how how are they so bad? <laughs> yeah, and and on top of that, the military has a large group of tech people, and and yeah. this this one's no different because we see that they've created a fucking android. Oh, that's yeah. not mentioned. Program an android to follow these fucking patterns. Why couldn't he just win? But, yeah, whatever. I mean, Josh Gad plays the same age, like maybe a couple years younger than Sandler in this. Like, Sandler is, like, 12 when he's, like, 8 or 9. But they're 14 years apart. Like, it is really weird to be like, yeah, Josh Gad's the same age as Adam Sandler. I'm like, you guys are really thinking we think Adam Sandler is younger than what he is. Mm. uh, We know how old that guy is. Uh, you know, I will say that when I first watched this movie, when it first came out, I thought to myself, Kevin James is president. That's freaking ridiculous. Yeah. And now that now that Donald Trump's been president, it doesn't actually seem that ridiculous anymore. Yeah. <laughs> president. Yeah. Like, well, OK. Yeah, I get that. <sighs> Just imagine <laughs> Kevin James is president. I mean, catastrophic. It, uh, honestly, I, I don't know. I don't know how much worse you can get. Really, that's true. I mean, the aliens are huge. Imagine if we had Donald Trump instead of Kevin James in that stuff. That'd be great. <laughs> I'd enjoy that movie. <laughs> All right, Brenna, what you gotta do is shoot the aliens. Let the I know nerds a guy who take shoots over. Aliens. <laughs> He's great at shooting aliens. He's the best at shooting aliens. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. Uh, Trump <laughs> jokes. That'll be dated, hopefully. Yeah, uh, 100%. But that's fine. So the uh, short film way more entertaining than this, uh, I'll say first off. I actually rewatched the short film after years of not seeing it. And I was like, oh, this is still pretty good. I, I forgot that this was really interesting. And then I went and watched this and I'm like, oh, Lady Lisa is realistic. But they never explained why she gets to be realistic looking. And no one else so that does. it wouldn't be weird that he's banging a video game character. It's just – it's weird that he can – okay. So here's my question, right? He <laughs> talked to Lady Lisa 
right? And Lady Lisa was able to like see inside of herself and go, oh, maybe I am good, right? But Pac-Man mm-hmm. couldn't see – because these aren't really these characters. They're aliens posing sure. as these characters. So why did she not have the same reaction Pac-Man did where he was just – it was just a soldier that's like, uh, no, I'm a soldier. So somebody thought – somebody asked me that question and I had an answer. My answer is that it is just like – and I hate to draw this parallel – just like John Boyega – in Star Wars, he was a stormtrooper. Okay. He was a soldier. He was trained to kill on behalf of a of but he a made ruling body. On, he made that change on his own. He did, but sometimes you need a catalyst. Sometimes you need someone to. Now, while I don't think that the fifteen seconds, but she seconds killed that, others. We, she yeah. was there oh, earlier. No, I, she I probably killed a bunch of people to get there. More than likely, and no one uh, else begged for their lives. Uh, she, Josh Gad just is that cute. I don't know what to tell you. It's his, his squidgy little cheeks. I, <laughs> I'm just saying that is that's the way I look at it. Is that you know, uh, these are you know we think we think of them as their characters because that's the only thing we see of them. We never actually yeah. see a real alien except for like a split second flash. Uh, but a they Reagan are technically yeah they are technically individuals. So. They can theoretically. Well, change I guess Gash was lucky. They are. Gash, Gad was nah. lucky that that's his name just blended together. He was lucky that it was a female alien. I think maybe I don't know. Maybe because, like, that's even pushing it. Uh, yeah, for the I ending. mean, Hubert well, wasn't. Yeah, well. And 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 by the way, in a movie where a guy fucks and has children with Hubert, there's still a weirder sex joke, and that's that. The fire blaster wants to threesome with Vanessa or Serena Williams and Martha Stewart. Like nothing against them, wouldn't turn either of them down. Not gonna lie to you, but the idea that he's like these are the two that I choose to be my my threesome is yeah. Martha. Uh, yeah, it was Vanessa Williams. Or was it Serena Williams? It's Serena Williams. It was Serena. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the fact that he chooses those two, I'm like, uh, okay, man, whatever. He chooses a. Uh, motherly figure that can fix him food, which shows a little bit of an Oedipus complex. Uh, and, you know, because at one point he says, if I would have went with Martha Stewart, I would have had a kick-ass panini waiting for me First at off, least. you're acting like Martha Stewart doesn't got it going on. and I Oh, no, she does. Totally. You look at young Martha Stewart, she was she was foxy. And she's, yeah. for an older woman, she dresses down herself, but she is not bad looking. Snoop Dogg, I'm not, you know. I'm not saying I wouldn't sleep in Snoop Dogg. I wouldn't sleep in the. I would not. I'm not saying I would not sleep in the middle of that sandwich. I'm just <laughs> well, saying. Williams, but she's gorgeous. Like no one's gonna argue. Yeah, that. She's like but incredibly she's incredibly fit. She's super tall, super fit, powerful. They show off how fit she is in this too. They give her that long slit dress and like yeah. the with no sleeves. She's her rocking. arms are just fucking gorgeous. She's got these massive arms, and then when she's walking away, you see how toned her leg is. You're like, holy crap! Yeah, she could beat me to death any day. It's fine. Statuesque goddess. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't, I mean, wouldn't bother it, me at all. Eddie even makes the joke, which is funny, where she's like, you put a hand on me, I'll slam you through the wall. And he's like, I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> but like, see, yeah, that's the thing. What? That's what he wants. That's his weird his weird thing. Um, but it kind of makes sense for his character, if you think about it. Because he's not strong. He's putting on a front. And he oh, yeah. obviously probably has mommy issues. Well, so he, he clearly had groupies when he was a kid, and that probably messed him up too, as far as relationships with people go. So, yeah, uh, issues with the film. 
on a technical standpoint, uh, it's a voxel, not a pixel. It's got four <laughs> sides. <So that's> nice. <laughs> nice. That's that's where that's where you're gonna go on this from from a from a I, I want to say artistic <laughs> standpoint because that's why I know what it is. This yeah, isn't a no, pixel; it's it. a voxel. It is 100. But anyway, they uh, they were pixels before they were 3D. Once they're 3D, they're voxels. They're, they're voxels, yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of people complain <laughs> I didn't about think this. You bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> it's it is one of those things. Uh, this was strikingly similar to one of the shorts in Futurama. The anthology of interest. I think it uh, looks like it was the second one by my notes, and and in it the video game characters were fighting them and stuff like that. And it's like this is awfully similar. Uh, that was from two thousand two. The short was from oh man, I don't remember when the short was from. I want to say it was much later than that though. So, uh, is this all a ripoff of Futurama? Maybe, maybe uh, Patrick Jean saw. Uh, Futurama was like, oh, oui, oui, I do like this. I am taking this idea. <laughs> Sorry, French people. Sorry for all the French yeah. listeners out there. Yeah. Uh, that was The short was in 2010, by the way. Oh, so it was much later. Way I thought, it was, later. Like, I thought it was at least four years, but it was eight years. Holy crap. So maybe this is a ripoff of uh, Futurama bit. <laughs> uh, so interesting story behind this thing. Uh, the movie leaked, right? A bunch of stuff got out there and the movie leaked online. Uh, people were being able to watch it for free and they blame some of the loss of money on that. Uh, I can tell you right now that wasn't it. That, that wasn't why it lost so much money. But the company filed so many takedown notice, notices with anything pixels in the name. They just went after everything and it was shutting down its own trailers uh, and the short for uh, picks the short that it's based on. It was shutting it down, which is arguably one of the best advertisements for the film. They weren't even looking to see what the hell was short, uh, what they were aiming at. So it was kind of funny that they're just like go after it. But that's studios. There's always a studio. Any anytime these movies are really bad, there's always a studio bit. That's the studio bit here. That and the fact that they went with Adam Sandler because I do think that this cast. If it was a different cast, would the film would be better? That's the question I'm asking right now. Maybe. Um, the beats of the film are fine. That's not the problem. The problem is the delivery of the jokes. Uh, if you would have had different actors in these things, Josh Gad doesn't work as a I yell everything to be funny character. Um, like if this was Seth Rogen as the Adam Sandler character and uh, – Oh, I don't even know who else plays good for this stuff. You know, like if it, it, let's say it was the uh, the Seth Rogen crew instead, so we get like Franco and all those guys. Would this be a better film? Maybe. Not saying that the Sandler crew is guaranteed failure because obviously grown ups and stuff like that have succeeded, but I do think that the beats of the film actually are okay. It's just the they're de- it's all delivered so poorly. Yeah, yeah. I mean. To me, it almost feels like Adam Sandler does the whole "I'm going to say something snide and immediately take it back," like too much. Oh, too he often. loves that joke. I mean, it's cool and it's funny most of the time, but then it happens like four or five times in a row, and you're like, "All right, man, just take it back a notch. Just yeah, stop, it, please." It, it's like 
he he figured out that that joke delivers a few laughs and was like, well, that's an easy one. I can just use that a couple times. It's like maybe limit it to once or twice a film. How about that? Yeah. Not every time you make a joke, do that whole wind it back thing. Once a conversation, I would be happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. So uh, I, I talked up top about the money this thing made. $16 million on its opening night, which is just atrocious. So let's go back. Uh, let me go into it a little deeper and kind of explain what I was talking about earlier because this is different than usual. So in the end, in America, it grows $78 million, right? That was after everything. Uh which for a, a regular budget film, that wouldn't have been too bad. But this budget of this film was a minimum of $130 million. That's the minimum. So this movie already lost a ton just for that. When you add in marketing and all that stuff that doesn't get put into the budget, generally you can add 50 to $100 million to it. And this thing was marketed like fucking crazy if you remember. It this was, was everywhere. Yeah. I remember it blew this. up. It was on like fast food cups and it was on TV and it was on YouTube and video games had a thing with it. I think they released a video game. Like it, a, was, on, a, it was on YouTube till they took it down. Yeah, until they took the whole <laughs> thing down. I think they released a Flash game that was like an old style one. They, uh, oh, I can't remember what it's called. But yeah, they did something like that. So we're to assume that this movie cost almost $230 million in the end and it only made $80 million back in America. Luckily, they cut a large part of the film where the Wall of China is attacked and destroyed, and they cut all the Chinese scenes from it. They replaced them with a couple other things because they originally Pong was supposed to destroy the Chinese, uh, the Great Wall of China, which is why it's weird that Pong is missing. Which we saw every major icon of this. We obviously we didn't see Mario. But we saw every major icon of this except for Pong, and it seems weird. But that's because the Pong film, the Pong scenes were removed because they were, they had to hope this movie did well in overseas. Luckily, it fucking rocked overseas. They made a hundred and sixty-four million dollars over there, which puts wow. it up to two hundred and forty-five-ish uh, at the end of all things. So it went from being a massive loss to a very very mild i mean i'm talking the bare minimum break even success which in the end that's that's fine but it gets you nowhere it gets none of the stars anywhere i mean this movie the only awards it won were a shit ton of awards for uh the the razzies which is kind of sad because the graphics in the film aren't terrible no they're pretty fantastic honestly the things that they uh like, for instance, uh, when the base in Guam is attacked, even the smoke and fire is pixelated, which if you're any kind of a, you know, video effects processor kind of or effects person or, you know, yeah, they, do any kind of 3D modeling, that's freaking hard, man. They also, every uh, stand-in they had, like if they were like, oh, there's a fire here, there's a character here, they would have a, a physical stand-in that emitted light. So the light displayed on people correctly. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times in films, the biggest issue you have with fake characters and stuff is that the light doesn't look right on them because you – we know what light looks like naturally because we literally see it every day of our lives Yeah. Uh, unless you're like a weird cave dwelling or you're blind, which if you're listening to this and you're blind, I'm sorry. I don't mean to insult you. <laughs> uh, blind people can listen to podcasts. 
I don't know why they're sure. listening to one about movie, watching movies, but you know. Again, I'm sorry, blind people. Please Ow. don't attack us. God damn. <laughs> you can listen to movies. I actually know a blind guy that loves Jackie Chan movies. He, uh, he listens or and Jet Li now. He loves Jet Li. Anything action where it's like fighting is going on. He's like, yeah, that's good to go. Anyway. Put the shovel here. down and back away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I might as well run for the president at this point. Uh, <laughs> That'll be uh, – what is it? What's the word he messes up? It's catastrophic. Catastrophic. It's, yeah, whatever that was. I don't even think I can mess that word up. <laughs> catastrophic. Yeah. I do enjoy at the uh, at the press conference how who asked the question. <laughs> I can't even repeat the question <laughs> oh, because they, he uses so it. many insanely big words for no reason it's actually funny because when he's saying that i go am i not hearing this and then when the other guy goes oh shove it how you're using big words to make him look like an idiot i go okay that's pretty funny that was pretty good that was actually a funny joke in general i and the movie did get a couple laughs out of me legitimately got some laughs out of me you find the quote Uh, i want to hear you try to repeat it jesus oh god i don't know if i can um, well, I'll go ahead with what this competed. Yeah, go ahead. I'll see if I can find it. So the movie came out, and it had really no real competition. It was going against Paper Town, Southpaw, and the Vatican tapes. So it kind of came in with no competition, thinking, we'll go in on a bad weekend. We'll clean up. The problem was the holdovers from the previous weeks were Ant-Man and Minions, which fucking destroyed this film because you don't go in – Marvel pretty much says we got this for three weeks back away. Um, and honestly, Minions says we got this for three weeks back away. The fact that they were both out there, you don't put a fucking movie out. Why would you even do that? Unless you're putting out like a drama that neither of these things are going to have fans that apply to it. Why would you put out a movie? Instead, you're direct competition with things that people are going to watch over your film. And it failed because of that. Uh, I love it whenever studios plan badly. Anyway, Jesse, did you find that uh, quote there? <laughs> you know how hard it is to find one quote from a character that's in one part of a movie? I mean, really hard, uh, apparently. Have to pull up the- I got more. I got more. All right, so here's this. The poster for the movie shows Pac-Man eating the Golden Gate Bridge, and he never fucking goes to San Diego. He's never the other does. Damn country. So why is that the poster? This is really giving me fan stick vibes whenever we see the thing do a bunch of stuff in the trailer that we never got to see in the damn uh, movie. Yeah. So, uh, again, studios. I, and it looks cool. The poster actually is probably one of the best parts of the film. The giant pixelated Pac-Man, which is much larger than the pixelated Pac-Man we get. The one we get is like, I don't know, 12 feet tall, right? And the the Pac-Man for this one is 150 feet tall. You know, he's enormous. I mean, he can eat the Golden Gate Bridge. And we don't see that, which whatever. Uh, I will say, like, the choice of the games, they were smart. Galaga, Centipede, uh, even Brick Break. Everyone knows Brick Break because, you know, you get it free on your phone if you're over 30. Uh, <laughs> Ow. <laughs> in, in the crowd it was kind of funny because there was a smurf and i thought that was kind of funny that she killed it because it, those games are not very good but like they were like what cute character will be recognizable as like harmless that we can kill and when it comes to 
these uh, arcade-style games, I really felt like E.T. would have been a good choice there. But people would have been happy to see E.T. die because the, the Atari E.T. game was so bad. But at the same well, time... It was unbeatable, right? Because of a glitch? Oh, well, you could... You could beat it. But not until... Uh, if you beat that game, it's because you played it so much you just figured it out eventually. There's no real explanation to what you're supposed to be doing or how you're supposed to get around to things. You avoid government agents and you don't fall in holes. That's your major point. Uh, but there are things you got to get. You got to fall in holes every once in a while to get like a dot. And uh, that dot does something. But we don't know what that dot does because they don't explain what that dot does. So, yeah, the movie, that game's terrible. But going with a, a Smurf, and I'm sure there are Smurf games, I will say that none of them come to mind like immediately for me when I think about arcade games. So it's a little weird to see that. But... Uh, it was funny. Don't tell anyone I killed a Smurf. Blah blah blah. I was like, okay, kind of, kind of funny. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I thought that that was a weird property to throw in there. Maybe I guess they had the property to the Smurf, so it was like whatever. Sure. Okay. So I think I found it. It doesn't seem as long as it should be, so I'm not sure if this is completely correct. But okay. <clears throat> uh, so, Mr. President. Your approval ratings have tripled since this crisis began. Do you feel the heretofore sanguine cause data are tracking towards this auspicious staining moment? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> he just stares at him like, uh. Shut up, pal. You're just using big words to try and make him look like an idiot. We love you, <laughs> Mr. President. <laughs> uh, hey, I drank a few cold sanguines on my last trip to Mexico. Ugh. <laughs> uh, uh, God, you know, you have to actually look up the transcript of the entire movie. Scroll to page 38 out of 52 <laughs> to get that. This is why you're the technical guy. Yeah. Holy and I'm crap. the one that screams about stupid shit. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. I I hope the movie. Oh, oh God. I'm going to sidetrack us for completely for a moment before I get to my next point here. But I hope the movie Old fails as good as I hope it does. Wait, that doesn't make any fucking sense, Brandon. I what were those? Are movie... you having a stroke? <laughs> <laughs> I hope the movie Old by M. Night Shyamalan fails because I have so much anger for that film that I want to scream about. And if it doesn't become a bomb, I technically can't talk about it because of the show. But, oh, boy, if that thing bombs, we might do a special episode so I get that in there early. Ugh. Anyway, don't go see that movie. So fucking stupid. Watch Pixels instead. Oh, dang. That's what I got to say. Uh, little something for you. little something for you on here. Fiona Shaw, who plays the prime minister in this film, the British prime uh -huh. minister, she's also in... Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> yes, she is. And she's yes, also in she Harry is. Potter, which Christopher Columbus directed, which is kind of funny. Yep, I remember in Super Mario Brothers. Oh yeah. And we see a uh, we see a nondescript plumber at one point in Pixels. Yeah. He's running across a road, but it's the old plumber before he was Mario. Yeah. Yeah, he was like a green blue. Yeah. Yeah, whenever she showed up, I go, "Oh, funny because I I Mario Brothers, I know the show knows 
your love of that terrible film, Mario yes. Bros. Which, again, yes. is a video game film, so, you know, there's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Fiona Shaw showing up. Also, from Harry Potter, people out there are like, oh, she's the, she's the aunt in Harry Potter. Yes, she is. But mm-hmm. it was just funny seeing her show up. She was pretty funny, too. She had some weird lines in it. Uh, yeah. I like when she starts saying things and Kevin James is, what are you saying? And she goes, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she good. was uh, – so – Funny enough, Max Hedrum's in this film, which I love because yeah. I love Max Hedrum, so him showing oh, yeah. up. And they got Frewer, Matt Frewer, to come back and do the voice. Uh, this is the first time he's actually digital because he's not usually digital. He's usually yeah. a guy in a mask. So it was kind of cool to see him show up. But he also – the creators of that uh, – uh, of Max Hedrum, the movie mm-hmm. that they are famous for directing because they directed a film – was that Super Mario Brothers film? That was their really? their big like breakout was trying to get this Super Mario Brothers film made, and it was a terrible failure. Yeah, uh, hmm. Annabelle Jankel and Rocky Morton, mm-hmm. creators of it's... Max Hedrum, are also the ones who. Whew, I suddenly uh, want to go back and watch Mario. Max Hedrum. The Max Hedrum movie, Ugh. that movie is rough, but I love it. Yeah, I, I like... just love the icon character. It's just so weird. I like Matt Frewer. Like Matt Frewer is great. He's there so are good. times I'm going to say something controversial here. There are times where I feel Jim Carrey stole a, a Matt bit. Frewer's gimmick, and yeah. he he made it better. I'll admit he made it better. He made it more interesting, and he made it more lively. But there are times wherever I hear Matt Frewer doing something, and I'm like, that is very Jim Carrey. But it's like, no, no. No, Jim Carrey is very Matt Brewer. And it's kind of interesting to me. If you guys go back and listen to some of his stuff, you'll go, oh, I hear it. I hear it for sure. I loved his character, Sidetrack. I loved his character on uh, Eureka. Oh, yeah, yeah. The TV show Eureka. Jesse and I met the cast of Eureka. We did. He was cool, man. He talked to us about if we thought streaming was going to take over. Yeah. And we were like, yeah. I go, and I told him, I go, it's, we're just like, one thing we're just one step away from movies being released in our homes and fuck if i'm right man <laughs> yeah if, when, uh, god when was what? that eureka was still on yeah what's his name craig craig ferguson no maybe it is. no that, that would be cool it'd be cool to meet him too uh you're thinking of um his oh, name the sheriff close to that the sheriff yeah what was the sheriff's name oh god what it's ferguson what what the, why can't I remember are, his are name? They both Craig Ferguson, Colin Ferguson, Colin Ferguson. Damn it, Colin close. Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, we met him and uh, we talked about the future of streaming and stuff like that. Jesse and I used to do conventions and stuff together. Uh, yeah. Interesting stories there for sure. Hmm. Uh, has nothing to do with this movie, but more interesting than this film. That was my biggest issue. Is I was a little bored at times. Uh, and being a guy, I'm 34 years old. I grew up as a young teen in the prime of Adam Sandler. Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, Waterboy, Little Nicky to Big Daddy. That string of those films and his his SNL run was my childhood SNL run. I was the person that Adam Sandler was entertaining. You know what I mean? And I loved him. I loved Adam Sandler. Holy shit. I still love those movies. So 
being an, a 34-year-old man, being a guy who played old video games, who does not really play new video games, I'm actually kind of an old grumpy asshole about that. I don't – I'm not good <laughs> at new video games. So I don't play them very often. Because you're not good at pretending you're the guy and not dying. I will say that. That is my favorite line of the film. Uh <laughs> You pretend you're the guy and you don't want to die. And I'm like, that is video games. That's 100% video game. <laughs> and they're playing Last of Us, which I could not play because I'm so bad that I ended up just watching people play it online, fascinated with the story, loved all of it. I watched all of that God of War, the newest one where he's fighting right? uh, Balder. Watched all of someone else play that too because I couldn't do it. Yeah. The stories and the gameplay are so amazing. <laughs> yeah. I'm just so fucking bad at video games that I'm like – Please give me Mario 3. Now, I'm an NES person because I am in my, my 30s. If I was in my 40s, I'd be more akin to these arcade plays. I do remember arcades as a kid. I did go to them. Uh, but I was like Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat arcades as opposed to Galaga, Centipede arcades. Yeah. I'm building But this an movie still machine. fits into the category in which it should be made for me. Right? I'm a gamer. Sure. I'm the right age. I'm a nerd. Uh, the Nerd Wins. It's got Adam Sandler. This movie should be for me. But I have never watched a film with so many ingredients I love and just said, no, uh, not for me. Uh, I, I was shocked by it because I was really thinking, even with as low as percentage as this thing gets, that something was going to happen. And I was going to say, you know what? This isn't as bad as the critics like you to think. It's just dumb because critics don't like dumb stuff sometimes. Like they didn't like Dark Fate. Dark Fate's fine. It's just dumb. Yeah. But that Terminator in general is dumb. It's not like a super smart, intelligent thing to watch. It's no, sure. it's no Rick and Morty, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't piss off those guys. I thought, yeah. We get on our counters hey, no. and start screeing. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I was shocked at how much this movie was made to be for me, and I just couldn't get into it. I was bored at times when Adam Sandler was on screen. I really only lit up whenever I was kind of laughing at Peter Dinklage being so weird or Josh Gad doing his childish things. Um, he he only delivers a joke that works like four or five times. But when he does deliver them, they're pretty good. Uh, I like when he's his, yelling at the Marine. Yes, calls that him, part – <laughs> where so he's like, fun. you're a beautiful Nubian man. And like when he's yelling <laughs> at him there, I was like, that was kind of funny. The getting out of the truck really got me. Yeah. Uh, I just – I guess they're just going to leave me here was actually funny to me because I, I was like, oh, I guess they're leaving him. And then it zoomed in on him. He's like, oh, I guess they'll just leave me here. I was like, oh, OK. That was funny. <laughs> um, uh, He has a moment at the end where I kind of – I mean, I dislike the character, Kubert, who is their friend, who helped them. He showed them how to get to the ship. I mean, this guy, this guy is a hero. Mm-hmm. Hubert is a hero. And he's like, why do you get to stay? But she goes. I'm like, hey, fuck you, man. Hubert's a fucking hero. Just because yeah. you decided you were engaged to a fucking alien out of nowhere, you fucking creep. Uh, and then he gets the happy <laughs> ending? Well, everyone gets a happy ending. Everyone yeah. gets the girl they wanted. Kevin James gets his approval rating so he can be happy with his wife. Adam Smith. Or Adam Smith. Jeez. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Adam Sandler gets the divorcee. Adam, Adam Sandler gets the hot mom. Uh, we get the Serena Martha Stewart sandwich for Fire Blaster, and he gets his fake girlfriend. And then, in a scene that I can't help but feel was added 
much later because no one shows up in it. We get a one year later bit <laughs> where it's a crib full of Cuberts. And we hear Josh Gad's voice uh, in the distance kind of muffled like he recorded it over a phone. It was almost like they're like, hey, we need this joke in here because I think it'll be funny. Uh, Adam Sandler summed it up the best where he said, does anyone else find this weird? That was Hubert just a few minutes ago. And I was like, thank you, Adam Sandler, for saying exactly what I feel. Well, not only that, but there's like, what, four or five Cuberts in that crib in a year? Oh, yeah. he's Damn, Gad. Keep it in your pants, These aliens man. have no uh, – <laughs> these aliens have no chill. And they're, they're – First off, well, I don't know what the peace chill. treaty is. Netflix and chill. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the peace treaty is that the president brokered with these aliens because what I saw was the president's number two guy kill the le- leader of the aliens, which isn't a, bre- a peace broker. But well, he says, I did. So we're going to believe he did. And all we do know is that Hubert gets to stay behind. And I guess the duck hunt dog. Yeah, we never see anything out of that again. I guess that old lady still has that dog. She can't see anyway. <laughs> Did anyone fix her apartment? Probably not. She's just sitting on the couch, and I'm like, do you not notice the giant hole through your apartment, lady? Uh, Didn't see the giant centipede run in, so she was too busy sweating to the 80s. Yeah. Oh, boy. This movie. Get it? Ha. Didn't. This, this movie, <sighs> the problem is the audience it's for so, okay, how do I explain this? So the audience it's aiming for and the audience it's for is so vastly different that that's why the movie failed. The audience that something like this would be for are people that played these games and have a fondness for them. So you're talking late 30s, early 40s individuals. That's who you're aiming at. The issue is you're aiming in the film itself aiming for kids to watch this, but kids don't have a fondness for these characters. These characters don't even make sense to half of them. I, I know a lot of kids who don't know what Centipede is. Or or like they know Pac-Man, sure. They'll know Pac-Man. Everybody knows Pac-Man. They'll know Donkey Kong. But they know Donkey, from, Donkey Kong from his own games like Fighting Mario or from Smash Bros. They're not going to know Donkey Kong from the barrel f- throwing game from the 80s. And that's what's like to me is so weird is like your audience you're aiming for – and the audiences this is made for are completely different. And because of that, the film just kind of misses hardcore. Uh, I felt like it missed for me uh, while watching it. And I'm seeing the dumb one-liners and everything like that. There's enough giggles throughout this film, even from me, who I'm being very harsh. But there's enough giggles to this film that I said, oh, boy, Jesse's going to love this. So... We're going to go into the next part of this. Jesse, and you always start this, my friend. Should it bomb? One, two, three, four. Well, I've been holding in since the clock in my morning. From the end of the week, I'm a bubble bubble bound to blow. It's a bomb. Uh, Did you watch this with I your don't, family or by yourself? I'll start with that. Watch it. Okay, yeah. Full disclaimer: I watched it with my family. Okay, so you had children with you. I did. Did they know? And your these children are young, young. They're under ten. Uh, my daughter's seven. Uh, my girlfriend's daughter is ten. Okay, so they are they are very. Neither, young. They know Pac-Man. They might. 
the older one might know Donkey Kong, but like you said, not from Donkey Kong. <laughs> not from that. Um, thing, yeah. I God, I'm so conflicted. I'm being torn apart inside. <laughs> uh, I could have gone with I more think, Tetris, in my opinion. I mean, I feel like Tetris, Tetris should have cool, had yeah. a bigger. Like, it, I like the way the Tetris works. Yeah, I love that it was levels of the buildings building. like that. I was like, that's neat. But then we just kind of. So, uh, I'll, I'll weave a picture around my answer. Um, <laughs> so Please explain you yourself. Have, in in uh, in level of age, you have me, which is uh, thir- I'll be thirty six uh, by the time this episode comes out. Uh, you've got my girlfriend is thirty, her daughter is ten, my daughter is seven. So I played a lot of these games, uh, and I'm a retro gamer. I like new games too. Suck at them, but I play them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I like Adam Sandler. I like his crew. They're funny. Do I think it should have bombed? I'm going to have to create a third option. Oh. And say I would be <laughs> I would be fine with it breaking even. Which I don't think it deserved to make a exactly. Of it did. I don't think it deserved to make a hell of a lot of money cuz it wasn't that good of a movie in general. Do you think it should have done as bad in America as it did? No. Do you think that – No. Do you feel it was a cheap method to earn money by pandering to an Asian audience? Uh, kind of just because all the video games from that era, pretty much the majority of them were out of Japan. So, uh, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, basically. You know, that's why it did so well over there because most of those – uh, yeah, games I mean, were the created, games were made in Japan, and and put together. Yeah. And Nintendo has a huge footprint in China still. So yeah, um, so yeah. I I was truly I mean, obviously it's enormous in Japan, but in China it still has a decent footprint. Yeah, from the from the from the moment the cre- the intro scenes roll with Cheap Trick, which is a '70s song playing on an '80s movie, it's fine. Whatever, it's I like the song. 70s, so it's okay. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, I like the song, so that was cool. Yeah. From that moment until the Qbert scene at the very end, I was honestly entertained. I was laughing. I enjoyed the jokes while they were, you know, s- silly jokes. I did enjoy them. And even Peter Dinklage's character, once they came to terms with the fact that he's, he's a person acting a person that's acting as a person. Just a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude in the movie. I even came to terms with that character. So I, I was truly entertained. I don't think it should have bombed as bad as it did. So here's my <clears throat> surprise answer. Do I think it should have bombed? No. I don't think it should have bombed. Wow. I Holy actually shit. think that this movie <laughs> has all the pieces in it that it should have actually done well. It's actually very odd that it did fail because although critically I think this movie is a flaming pile of fucking garbage. <laughs> There is, there it is the right beats. There's the right looks. I think that at the time, maybe you were five years late on the right cast. But this cast isn't a cast that would not go on to do bigger things a few years later. All these guys went on to do more success later. So it is weird to see an Adam Sandler film fail so badly. Uh, there, It is almost sort of an anomaly. Now, I will put this out there. The studios did blame... Uh, choosing a terrible weekend 
Which maybe, maybe that's part of it. Maybe the weekend they chose, they chose this weekend because they didn't want to compete with Ant-Man and Minions. And unfortunately, those two held over for so long, they competed anyway. And on top of that, the leakage of the film and all of the mess that was going on with them at the time did actually kind of hurt them. Um, do I think this movie would have actually been a success if we had a different cast? Yes. Uh, I feel like as a comedy troupe goes, the Sandler crew had kind of lived out its point at that era and maybe shouldn't have been in a big budget thing aimed at those that audience. You go a few years younger, which I know completely just disregards everything I said about Gad being too young and all that crap. But if you go a few years younger and you go with um, – I can't think of another comedy group that you know all work together. But you like that friendship. It works because I will say – Kevin Smith and Sandler, they work together very well, even though I don't like movies they're in. They're very good together. But if you would have put the Judd Apatow crew in there and had Adam – Broken and, Lizard. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Broken Lizard crew would have been fucking make it, amazing. Make it rated R. Make yeah. it rated R. Broken yeah. Lizard. <laughs> oh, man. I would have – well, you don't even have to make it rated R, but you put like – With Farmer Brian Cox. As the, yeah, you already have Brian, Brian Cox. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, for sure because you get uh, – uh, the Indian guy. I can't remember his name. But you oh, have uh, him? Jake Sandra Ch- Jake Chandrasekhar. Chandra I have to slow myself yeah. down when I say. It. Make him the president because yeah. he's gonna pull off the president <laughs> the best. You put Farva in as the. Uh, I, I'd say you give Farva the Josh Gad role. Make him the crazy guy because he plays oh, crazy. Yeah. Solo. And then, uh, the redhead, or or do you want Rabbit? Hmm. Either one of them works. Uh, as the uh, as the Brenner character, but then the guy with the mustache, that's the Fire Blaster character for sure. Stephen Leamy. Stephen Leamy, yeah. He's the Fire Blaster. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, god damn it. I would have fucking yeah. loved the, Paul, the Broken Lizard pixels. Yeah. Paul Soder would be a good – he's uh, – uh, he's not rabbit. rabbit. He he's the guy who's the uh, who falls in love with the yeah. yeah he's the, a flasher. The flasher. Okay, Paul Soder. Um, yeah, you're thinking rabbit is uh, Eric Stolansky. Yeah, that guy's good too. Uh, like throw him in. Oh there. my god, I love them all. I love that crew. I love that crew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Damn that goddamn Jesse, you got it. You you yeah. should be in that Hollywood. Cool, right? <laughs> I would have watched that fucking movie so quick. Ah. Oh. Holy shit. And they're the right age. They're the right age, too. Yeah. They, they would have worked. Yeah. They would also carry the movie. Just they would have carried it better. Like they're just mm-hmm. they they the sarcasm needed for the film is way better with those guys. Instead of Adam Sandler's idea of sarcasm is saying a joke than saying that's I, I take the joke back, which isn't sarcasm. But holy shit. Yeah, yeah that would have worked. Uh, I mean, you would have you would have fit the other guy in there somewhere. Oh, make yeah. him the robot and give him more of, a, of uh, more lines or something. I don't know. There's something for him, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. A presidential aide or something. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. God, now I'm just thinking of the world that would be if the Broken Lizard people did Pixels, and it's so much better. So <laughs> much better. Let's remake uh, Pixels because the you know the premises out there, a remake, we're remaking everything. Take that original one. Uh, we'll say we're remaking that. You know, oh, we're gonna give a different spin on it. Change the plot a little bit to make it a little more entertaining. Give us the broken lizard guys. Let's let's make this work. I'll call up Jake and Steve. We'll get it made. Yeah. We'll get it done. And is Brian Cox still alive? Yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember if he Pretty died. Sure, I know Rick right? Torn died, and I sometimes get those two confused. 
I, that's easy to do. <laughs> well, it's because every, every role they've done in the last few years of their lives here have been just, <laughs> I'm, I'm an angry yeah. older man, so. Yeah, uh, Brian Cox is still alive. Good He's 75 years old. Bring him back. Don't even change that character. S- Scottish actor. God. Uh, could you shut up for five minutes? <laughs> like, when he yells that at his wife, it was, that was such a good delivery. Uh, this movie. Don't think it should have failed. Understand why it failed. That's what I got to say about it. And, yeah. and that's okay. coming from a movie I didn't like. So there's that. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? I wasn't – even though I got bored because Adam Sandler was sleepwalking through a lot of his stuff, I wasn't disappointed with watching this. I, 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 I could tell it was bad, but it was kind of like that area of dumb bad that was somewhat entertaining. Now, I saw Snake Eyes over the weekend. Woo, fuck, that was bad. That movie yeah. is bad. That movie is <laughs> so boring. How can you take a movie set in Japan with ninjas and make it boring? Ask Snake Eyes, man. That movie was bad. But wow. the, I will tell you this. The origin of Snake Eyes' name, because we're never going to do Snake Eyes because I think that movie whatever. The origin of Snake Eyes' name is he named it because his dad rolled Snake Eyes and was murdered. So he named it after the thing that killed his dad, which is like – Really fucking weird. Can you imagine somebody showing up and they're like, who are you? And he's like, oh, me? I'm cardiac arrest. You're like, oh, uh, <laughs> my dad died from a heart attack, so that's me. You're like, I don't like this. Well, the movie's just – don't watch it. Like, just don't watch it. Just don't watch that film. Don't watch old either, man. I've been disappointed in so many films. Green Knight comes out this weekend and I'm so fucking excited for it. And obviously we're like – Four weeks behind, so everybody's gonna be like, "Green Knight, what the hell's that?" A twenty four, Green Knight, uh, fucking Dev looks Patel. amazing. Dev Patel, yeah, I like Dev. Patel. I like Dev Patel, yeah, a lot. Even if he wasn't that terrible Avatar Airbender movie. Anyway, yeah, maybe that's the next movie we do. You're the only one that could tell us that, Jesse. What's next? Nice segue. The next movie is. Let's see, random number generator. Give me my number. Eighty. 80 is. Gotta scroll down for that one. Uh, 2017's The Mummy. Oh, Tom Cruise. This is the one with Tom Cruise. I have not seen this. Oh, it's, he, he has a scream in there that is so, it's LeBron James Space Jam bad of a scream. Ah! (laughs) Oh, God. I, I'm gonna, I have a feeling I'm gonna, if this is not a great movie, which since it's on our list, it probably isn't, I'm probably gonna tear the living hell out of this because, I am a fanboy for Brendan Fraser's The Mummy. So, so you cannot put it up against that. Oh in God! The slightest, because you're just going to be <sighs> so disappointed. But we'll talk about that next time for sure. Ugh. I have some things to say. <laughs> <laughs> I awesome. do have some things to say. Awesome. And I'll leave it with this: Why do we need a sexy mummy? <laughs> That's a good point. Why? That's a very good point. Why do we have a sex? I mean, uh, okay, Arnold Vosloo the... isn't like a, a he isn't like yeah. a mess. He's a good looking guy, but his he's yeah. not actively being sexy through the film. They no, sex he's cut. Up. Like he, yeah, he's, he's just a good looking guy. Also yeah. in the terrible GI Joe's movies, by the way, I'll tie in with Snake yeah. Eyes a little bit there. Uh, we'll get to that ah. later. We'll get to that next episode. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Brando Supreme. And you can find Jesse on Twitter at 
Pen of Doom. P e n o f d o o m. I have to spell it because people keep thinking there's an I in there. Pen of Doom. Yeah, Pen of Doom. <laughs> Pen if. <doom? laughs> Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to try and say that when you're at like Best Buy and they're saying, do you have an email address? And you have to spell it out for them. And then you make the writing motion. You know, it's like pen of doom. It's like temple of doom, (laughs) but a pen instead. (laughs) But a pen. The pen is mightier than the temple. (laughs) A writing pen, you assholes. Uh, (laughs) And then uh, you can message both of us on our uh, Gmail, which is magictalkiebox at gmail.com. And you could... Uh, interact with us on Facebook. Uh, we're the Box Office Bomb Squad on Facebook. We post there every Wednesday. Uh, I keep saying this. Eventually, we'll be more active. Uh, it'll get there. It'll get there. It'll get there. Uh, yeah, that so- was me. I'm sorry. As of this episode, the one that just <laughs> no, previously no, aired. Yeah, it was supposed to be weekly, and dumbass me forgot to set the thing to every week. Yeah. As and a, now as it's a, as a company we decided like, that we would do uh, yeah. uh, biweekly for a while until we got our gears going and we had some uh, backup just for holidays and stuff like that and then we switched yeah. to weekly once we were full tilt. Now that we've kind of got things under wraps and we're full tilt, we should be switching to weekly. Uh, Jesse yeah. decided, man, one more week. <laughs> yeah, one more week because I I got to about four o'clock this afternoon. And was like, oh shit. I forgot to set that because I went on my phone. I'm like, I got an hour and a half drive home. I'll listen to the podcast. And I popped it up. I'm like, oh, no. There ain't no podcast. <laughs> so we'll we'll start next week. We'll start next week. It's fine. Man. <laughs> well, I guess we, we'll start four weeks ago. <laughs> Not next week, technically. Uh, nice. Time is weird. Anyway. Uh, that was that. We date our podcast by saying what movies we saw, which was probably a mistake, but we do it anyway. And, uh, thanks for listening. Um, if you got kids, I guess, and you like video games, you grew up with video games and you have kids that you want to talk to about them, maybe watch pixels and talk to them about it. It kind of gives you an opening to discuss growing up with them. Uh, the movie does have a placement in the world, which is more than I could say about like battlefield earth. Yep. Would have been better with Broken Lizard, though. Oh, 100%, man. I'm not, I'm stuck on that now. I can't think of anything but that. <laughs> Tonight, I'm going to be thinking of those lines delivered by those characters. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Right. See ya.